The following podcast is a deep, shallow dive production. Okay, let's go. Is the government attempting to distract citizens from the official start of World War III? The idea that we're going to send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains, don't kid yourself, no matter what you all say. That's called World War III. Really? Then what is happening now? And today, today I'm announcing that the United States will be sending 31 Abram tanks to Ukraine. What are your thoughts? Is it the time to start preparing or it is too late? All righty. How's that for a mellow beginning to the Monday work week? Hey, what's up, everybody? Yeah, started off with that. It's kind of funny, but you know what? I don't know. Something about Friday's episode for me was a little bit liberating in the sense that I I actually had a lot of people reach out to me over the weekend, had a lot of great conversations and I had, God, just a lot of interesting stuff. You know, I, I've realized, I think the, maybe the more raw and real I get, the more people feel comfortable actually telling me how they really feel. And so, you know, I had a lot of that over the weekend and I had a lot of friends say, Hey, I really liked that episode. And, you know, your two friends that seem to completely flip flop their positions. I mean, that's their prerogative, but they're like, Oh my God, that's exactly what my friends are doing. I had a long conversation with a friend of mine from the Midwest and she was telling me about how like literally in, in her entire soccer gr- soccer mom group, you know, basically everybody kind of similar to my one friend. She's like, I was the only real conservative in the group and not even a conservative. She's like, I don't even really label myself like that. She's like, I just, you know, I thought during COVID and throughout that process, she's like, I just agreed with more of the information that was being shared on Fox versus, you know, CNN and MSNBC and those guys. And she's like the, you know, the six gals that I'm friends with, they all, you know, would always make fun of me for, you know, kind of being cautious about, in her case, getting vaccinated and things like that. And she's like, you know, and they definitely loathed Fox. And so now she's like, it's funny. I, I'm experiencing that same thing with them. Now all they do is send me, you know, the, the pro-Israel stuff coming from Fox, because it doesn't seem like much of that comes from CNN or MSNBC. So she's like, oh my God, when I listen to your episode, I can't believe that's a thing. You know, I, I didn't quite understand that. So that was interesting. And then I had a lot of people uh, continue to kind of talk about the debate. Although, you know what? I, I, I think most people don't really give a crap that much about that. I definitely did not get as much reaction, as much of a reaction as I thought on that. But I did have a lot of people, you know, basically chime in. And and here's what's hilarious. And I'm going to read a couple of these to you because I find them super interesting. I will say for the most part, and gosh, maybe this is just more my network versus, I don't know, maybe others. But man, people really don't like Vivek Ramaswamy. They really don't like him. And, you know, again, I, I, I don't, 
Oh, I get, it's not like I love the guy. I don't. I really don't. I mean, I, I do find it incredibly weird that he came out of nowhere. I really do find it. And, and actually, somebody sent me a clip, which I will play for you. Actually, let me play for you that clip right now. This is pretty interesting. It's basically how they... I don't know who the heck created this. The the internet's the internet's insane. It's like you can find people that have created like amazing stuff. And I guess somebody created this where it it shows the similarities between Vivek and Obama of all people. So give this a listen. Democratic or Republican ideas. These are not Democrat ideas or Republican ideas. This is an American idea. These are fundamentally American ideals. Imagine they were driving a car and, and they they drove it into the ditch. If somebody has repeatedly crashed your car, you can't have the keys back. Do you want to turn over the keys to the same people who crashed it? He said Russia in the 1980s or now calling to ask for their foreign policy back. I have a newsflash. The USSR does not exist anymore. You know, the Cold War has been over for 20 years. It fell back in 1990. A skinny guy with a funny name. Who the heck is this skinny guy with a funny last name? But they sense deep in their bones. I believe deep in my bones. E pluribus unum. Out of many, many, one. We are one people. I have a dream that we can be one. I, I mean... Unless that was created with AI, which I, I guess that's possible. I mean, that's the other thing. You know, I've obviously played Eleven Labs, various clips, including the top five things I say and Ray D AI. We got to get that guy back, actually. Ray D AI. We haven't heard from him in a while. I don't know. Maybe maybe they created some of that in Eleven Labs. I'm going to try and see if there's a video video component of that, but... I mean, that was pretty similar. That was pretty similar. The one that really stood out to me the most was the, you know, uh, skinny guy with a funny last name. I mean, I find that, I find that impossible for Vivek to have just said that. I really do. Like, whether someone on his team is like, oh, check this out. Obama said this. It went over really well. This applies to you. You should say it. I mean, who knows? I mean, I find that a little weird, too. But the similarities overall in, in all that stuff, I mean, that's weird. That's weird to me. That's definitely weird to me. So then that causes me, you know, the spidey senses kick in and I'm just like, okay, what's up with that? What's up with this guy? So aside from that, aside from, I guess, my natural skepticism these days of pretty much everything... Let's say he's on the up and up. Okay. Let's say he's on the up and up. What I find hilarious. And again, I'm going to be honest. I thought he crushed that debate. Number three. I thought he won debate number three by far. The things he said were just cringe. I mean, like I couldn't believe he had the, the cojones to say those things on a debate stage. I really couldn't. And so all of that, assuming he's a legit guy and there's no monkey business or funny business, I thought all that was, again, I thought it was impressive. You know, not judging the person. This is, this is going to be one of my new themes too. Like, let's not judge the person. Let's judge the take. Let's judge specifically what 
that aspect of what they said was and trying not to cloud the take with our views of the person. But, but with Vivek, th- people don't seem to be doing that. They, they cloud whatever you say with their views of him. And so what was interesting was two of my, two of my, two of my good friends actually commented on something. And so I asked him, I said, Hey, before I reply back, did you watch the debate? Cause I did, by the way, I watched it full. I watched it soup to nuts. And then I watched a bunch of clips and then I watched a ton of commentary on it. I mean, I practically watched it twice with, with the, the amount of repeat from the clips. So, you know, I really did watch it. And then these two people who are not Vivek fans, I asked them, did you watch it? And let me read these responses because, because this is again, to make a bigger point. All right. So let me read this. So he, after I had posted something about Vivek, it was like a graphic. It said, deep shallow dive, savage winner. Somebody, somebody buy this man a chicken dinner or give this man his chicken dinner. And then he wrote back, dude is a clown. Scary, bro. And then I said, just out of curiosity, what makes you think that? Again, I'm not a big fan or anything, but I'm just curious. Also, did you watch the debate? Did you see his opening remarks and then his closing? I just like his disruption of the corrupt status quo and uniparty more than anything. And so then my friend's reply was, he's an Ohio guy and there are two types of people I know who know him. And by the way, my friend lives in Ohio as well. He said, although this is a gross generalization, the two types of people are type number one, nut huggers wanting to be tied to an Ohio president for clout and want to oversimplify our problems and like to believe his disruption approach will solve problems and people who see how people who see how uninformed he is with his rhetoric and propaganda speech. That kind of didn't make any sense. I'm done with arrogant, dangerous arseholes. He didn't say arseholes, but I'm saying arse. Who think they know everything because they have a little money. And Vivek does have money. Supposedly his net worth is like $800 million. I think this guy's a younger Trump. And then he wrote, <laughs> this was the best part. This is, this is why I love these conversations with my friends. So he ended it with, and speaking of uninformed no, I didn't see the debate or his remarks, and I was dying laughing. I sent him the funny emoji. I go, dude, I love that ending. Mic drop. Actually, let me read you the rest because I, I forgot about this part. So then after I wrote, I love that ending. Mic drop. I put, I hear you, dude. Again, I actually tried to get him and RFK Jr. to do a debate versus one another, and he, he definitely has a lot of people in his ear. So does RFK Jr. And then he wrote back. I think RFK Jr. is a loon too. <laughs> to be a Kennedy and to be specifically unendorsed by your family is unreal. They even supported Arnold as a Republican. So I thought that was funny that he doesn't like RFK Jr. as well. And again, you know, obviously everyone to each their own. I truly, truly, and hopefully you guys know this by now, respect everybody's opinion on things. But it is interesting that the two guys that you know, quite frankly, they're challenging the status quo more than anything. They're challenging the status quo. They are unconventional. They are disrupting the system. They are from the outside. They're outsiders. Great movie and book. And they, you know, it's like, 
I don't know, a lot of people, you would think everyone would appreciate that, especially because of what we've experienced the past, you know, three years. And then if you guys are anti-Trump people, take it back to 2016, what we've experienced since then politically, you know, you would think that having a, you know, fresh faces, fresh voices, disruption would be appreciated, but it's almost like love them or hate them. I mean, I really do see that with these two guys. I don't, I haven't really talked to anybody that's like, ah, yeah, they're okay. I mean, middle of the road, it's either visceral love. Actually, it's either visceral hate or like, you know, people are like, oh my God, I love him. And yeah, I absolutely agree with everything he says. So that was, that was a take from one friend, which I thought was interesting. So then here's my other buddy. And again, this was on the same same graphic that had Vivek as the winner of the debate. And then basically I said, somebody give this man his chicken dinner. He said, dead man walking, trying to mimic Trump for an audience that will never accept him because of his name alone. Also caught between trying to be smart and trying to be populist. You can't be both. And then he wrote, Haley is the only candidate who could beat Biden, assuming he makes it to the race. Haley versus Newsom toss up. All right. So I thought that was interesting that he also thought what I've said about Gavin Newsom, but then I wrote him back. I said, okay, bro, no worries. Quick question before I reply, did you watch this entire debate? And then he wrote back, no, I did not watch any of the debate. I don't find them useful. Actually, I haven't watched any, any of the debates at all. They are paid actors relying carefully or relaying carefully calibrated talking points designed to appeal to constituents identities rather than thoughtfully crafted policy discussions that weigh the complexities of difficult issues and they provide no right answers. And then he wrote this part, which I thought was awesome. I did do my own deep dive on Vivek prompted by listening to a few of your very engaging DSDs. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. All right, so he said he did do his his own deep dive on it. But again, he didn't watch the debate. He hasn't watched any of the debates. And, you know, that's kind of... The reason I wanted to share those two was not necessarily for the content of what those two said, although I think think that was interesting, but more for, you know, where we've gotten in terms of what we say on social media about things, you know, like, like at the end of the day, again, they're both entitled to those opinions. Totally cool. But you know, when, when let's say my post is specifically about him winning the debate and then you didn't watch the debate, (laughs) it's kind of like, Oh, you're not really qualified to comment on the debate because I'm talking about the debate. That's Point number one, but then point number two, everything is just conflated. You know, we, we really can't deal with anything in an isolated silo. And, and I'm really going to try and do that. I, I, re- I really do. And I really have done that. Like, you know, like I've said, I mean, I, I, I played Bernie Sanders clips, Joy Reid clips. I've played Obama. I've played, I've played so many different people's clips and I play it because I'm 
focused and interested on that clip, you know, and whether I disagree, whether I agree or disagree, it's all about that clip. It's not really then conflating it up to, to who, who or what I think about that person. But on social media, that just is not, can't be done. You know, you post something and it, it'll go a million different directions, but the direction it won't go is critiquing that exact clip or that exact image or whatever. So I found those interesting. All right, getting back to what I played at the beginning of the podcast, because I don't want to not address that. So I'm really starting to see something bigger going on. And, you know, this concept of World War III, I don't mean to sound like an alarmist or anything like that, but there's something, there's something brewing. And I obviously think it all has to do with, you know, next year's election. I really do. I think everything is geared around, you know, having that not be a, what's the best way to say this? Just having it not be a simple election like we had in, let's say, 1994, 98, 2002, I might be off a couple of years, 2004, I mean, 2008 and 2012. I think 2012 was the last truly simple quote unquote election. I think from there, actually 2016 was, was also a simple one, but that ended up going a direction that I don't think it was supposed to go with Trump winning. So, so I think 2016 was the end of quote unquote normal elections. So that little dialogue at the beginning of the episode today, you know, I do think something's coming up. I think that there's going to be, you know, continued stuff going on, Israel and Palestine. I think China in regards to the situation in Taiwan, that is going to start to take precedent. I'm seeing a ton of stuff now about uh, the influx of people through our southern borders and like sleeper cells and is Hezbollah or Hamas, you know, those two terrorist organizations that I covered in my Terrorists for Dummies episode, which I will take full credit on other people copying me and not giving me credit on that. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm seeing a lot of stuff and I will play some clips in, in later this week about, you know, senators and congressmen coming out saying, oh, there's, you know, sleeper cells of Hezbollah and Hamas now that have come through the southern border and they're going to wreak havoc on the country and then, you know, eat potentially the election. So I'm starting to see that narrative come in. So it's just... It's just one thing after another, like there's one thing after another. It just will not stop and it will not go away. And I'm going to say it. I think this is all about conversion to central bank digital currency. I think this is all the ruse to basically not have us paying attention to that. And I mean, the proof will be in the pudding. We'll see. We'll see if, uh, if the the impetus of World War III, or for, for that matter, World War III, ends up being something that leads to, uh, yeah, seriously, something that leads to all of a sudden then, hey, we can no longer 
have fiat currency, everything needs to be digital, it has to be on the blockchain, that's the only way it's going to be safe, yada, yada, yada. Let's see, Ray D. Let's see, Ray D. Man, you have turned into a true theorist. I am a theorist. <laughs> All right, you know what? We're coming up on 20 minutes. That's good for today. It's a Monday. Started this off heavy. Started with power. I'm going to end it with a bang. That's a heavy D. That's a heavy D lyric. If you know heavy D, if you know heavy D, then you are my peeps. I was one of my favorite rap artists growing up. Heavy D and the boys. And it said, started with power, I'm going to end it with a bang. We got our own thing. All right, I'm going to leave you with John F. Kennedy. Listen to these words. I think this was part of the beginning of the end for him. I really do. Along with pulling out of Vietnam and putting a, giving a big F you to the military industrial complex. But give this a listen. I think there is a lot of, uh, a lot of truth to this. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, This episode was brought to you by Boost Liquid Vitamins. Wake up, take your boost, start your day. Drink your vitamins, build your immune system with Boost. Available on Boost.com.